The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. All right, coming up in 20 minutes, our pal Connor Allen will stop and give us profits coming up for Week 12 in the National Football League, including the three games on Thanksgiving and the one game on Black Friday. We will get back to our handicap of Week 12 in the NFL. Ken and I will still have a bunch of games we have to hit, including the Chiefs and Raiders, Eagles, Bills, Ravens, Chargers on Sunday Night Football, the Vikings and the Bears coming up on Monday Night Football. Also have to roll through all our bets for tonight, which is basically... Tyler, college basketball, and then Ken and I will give you our NBA bets. Speaking of betting on the NBA, it is great to welcome to the show right now in Thanksgiving week our good friend Alex Christensen, who, of course, is better known to you and yours as Noobs. Uh, he's on Twitter at underscore noobs, doing awesome work for our friends at BetUS and also at FTN Bets with the, uh, the awesomely named Hoops with Noobs. Honestly, like if I were... Love if it. I were naming that show, that's a, it, it's it's exactly what I would name it. Also, hoops with noobs. So be sure to check that out. FTN bets and bets US, and again on Twitter at underscore noobs. Noobs, welcome back to you. Better you bet. Nick and Ken, great to have you. Happy early Thanksgiving to you and your family, my friend. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. I'm so excited. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday of the year. And Nick, you did come up with hoops with noobs. I think like maybe a year and a half ago or so on this very show. You called it Hoops with Noobs. I wrote it down, and I'm glad to have had a chance to use it. Is, is that Hoops. true? Like, is that actually 100%. true? That, like, I can't, 
I, I have to tell you, we do this sometimes on the show, and Ken and I will talk off air, and like like this bit that we had like three years ago, and I'm I'm literally like I don't remember anything about this, and Ken's like, no, we did yeah. this on this day, and then this happened, and then it turned into this. I have like no recollection of like any of this stuff ever. Like from, maybe from the people that brought you Wagertainment. You got another got another thing you didn't patent. Got another thing you didn't. Whatever. Just speaks to out there anymore. in the universe. So. Hoop, hashtag I, I hoops agree. with noobs. I yeah. agree. You take that on oh, the good. house. Uh, noobs, what uh? Give me something that like you've you've noticed through a few weeks, like a something that maybe an inefficiency in the market, a team you think is better than how they're being priced, worse than how they're being priced. Kind of what have you seen so far? We're you know about a month into the season now. Yeah, it's been a really interesting start to the season. I think that. Um, one of the things that I've noticed just from a, a more macro level, I think some of these rest spots are starting to be a little overvalued, undervalued in the market, just in terms of, you know, a couple of years ago, we used to be able to kind of blindly bet some of these rest advantages and it's become more and more built into the number. And I think we're kind of at the point where uh, things have maybe pushed a little bit too far. Um, things like you'll see a downgrade for a team sound a back to back, but with both games at home. Not necessarily that big of a downgrade, especially if the night before it happens to be against a worse team and, and things like that. So I found a little bit of value there. Um, and I think right now with some of these teams and maybe kind of the this is at an end here with this Indiana Pacers um, Atlanta Hawks total finally getting to 252. It seems like some of these high totals aren't really high enough. Uh, for whatever reason, the scoring seems to be really, really big and I was shocked that this got to 252, but I kind of have it at 255. I'm curious to see where it lands. And then some of the low totals. There are some really bad teams this year. I've done very well betting team total unders on the Portland Trailblazers and the Detroit Pistons, and they just can't seem to make that number low enough for me. Um, I just I want to just make sure I shout this out. We got a message from one of our listeners, our Kevin Hilmers, who wanted to say, and like, I guess we should do this. You've been killing it. Noobs like nailing first <laughs> touchdown scores on the island games. Like, yeah, apparently had uh, had the winner last night with Justin Watson. So, Noobs, good job, buddy. I want to shout him out on that. Uh, noobs, what about uh, anything in the award market in the NBA standing out to you right now? Yeah, let me pull up some of those numbers. I want to make sure that I have the right ones from our friends at MGM here. Um, a couple of these really starting to shape up. I think at this point, you know, barring injury, Tyrese Maxey looks just like an absolute kind of top option here for most improved player. He's minus 105 right now, maybe still a little value in somebody like Scotty Barnes or Alperin Shengun, given that both of those teams might be able to win enough games. So that does really seem like Maxey's award. Um, looking further down, you know, six man of the year really hasn't shaken itself out yet they still got a couple choices up here there's Hardaway there's quickly there's Austin Reeves Camp Thomas still injured waiting for him to come back so as I start to look a little further down the list there I wonder if now's the time to look at somebody like Buddy Heald 40 to 1 he's coming back for a Pacers team that looks like they're clearly going to be a winning team I think he's going to be a big part of what they do and again when you look at six man you're looking for a guard that comes off the bench scores makes a lot of big shots and if he can come back average 15 16 points coming off the bench i think that's a really nice number at 40 to 1. noops i know when you're kind of scrolling down the awards there like you obviously if you went past most valuable player probably because you, you went to it i'm guessing you were like nothing nothing to do here but i guess my question would be like why not right like let, let's be honest like last year got really weird because Jokic had won a lot and i think everyone was really tired of that and he hadn't won a title yet now he has and he's the overwhelming favorite in the market right now to win his third most valuable player award. They might be the best team in the league. 
Jamal Murray might come back pretty soon. So maybe this is just like, yeah, he's the best player in the league. Like they're going to be one of the best teams. He should be the favorite. Things got really weird last year and the conversation got really weird. Embiid's behind him still. Embiid might have a really good year. Your guy. Uh, SGA has gotten a lot of pub recently. Jason Tatum might be the best player on the team that wins the most games. Luca's around. <laughs> like, is this is this not going to get weird again? Like, you think this is business as usual? Like, we're back to best player and it's Jokic? I do expect it to get weird. I just don't have a reason for it yet. I think last year what we had was the constant looming of, well, we can't give Jokic three in a row because that puts him in some sort of elite category. And as silly as that is, that's how writers think. That's how they see this historical perspective. So I think that he was really carrying the weight of that. And now that we're past that, plus now this award gets to become almost a double sort of, I don't know, maybe a 25% extra award for winning the finals last year and finally doing something. So I think it makes sense that he's a clear favorite. You know, Doncic is basically the same number he was preseason, maybe a little bit higher, um, depending on when you look here. I think there's still some value in him, maybe a plus 550, but you should probably already have that in your pocket. And as I look further down, Shingles Alexander is interesting, but I just can't get there. I don't know if the Thunder are going to continue to be this elite team and if Shea's going to be, you know, one of these top five guys. But so 18 to one, I was hoping for something in the 20s. It's just, yeah, like you said, there's not enough numbers that stick out to me. I, I, I have to tell you, I think I hate sports writers like Hall of Fame voters, <laughs> award voters, like here's my narrative and like I'm the gatekeeper yeah. and it's my decision to make. You I gotta just, try to figure I, out what I, it is. I can't. That's the yeah. job. You gotta figure out what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I, can, I can also hate them. I can, do, can try and do both things. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, you I hate them all the time. I'm mutually exclusive. Uh, and then bet. And then, and, and then bet. And then hate. And then bet. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Tuesday talking the NBA with our pal Alex Frischensen, a.k.a. Noobs. I love the fact, by the way, that we brought him on the show. I'm like, Hoops with Noobs, that's a great name. And he's like, yeah, you came up with it. Like, I guess I did uh, on Twitter yeah, at underscore. Yes, well, you know, I got the same amount of money for that as I did for Odyssey trademarking and stealing wagertainment from me. Zero dollars. Thanks, Noobs. Not not even like a, a message like, hey, man, good job here. Thanks. I had to like I had to like compliment myself indirectly for him to bring it up. Thanks a lot, buddy. Uh, well, you started first. I was going to say something. I wanted to wait to do no, it on the was. show, but you, you kind of you cut me off. Do it. You were you were not going to do it. Don't lie. And that's OK. No, you no, no, you weren't. Right. Just admit it. <laughs> You can admit it's okay. You weren't going to. I was no. going to do it. Okay. okay. What's your favorite? What's your favorite bet for tonight, buddy? <laughs> uh, two plays I like quite a bit here. The Pacers. I have them basically as a one point underdog. We're looking at three and a half right now. The money line at plus one forty. I think both of those are really nice bets. This is a game against the Hawks. That, you know, we talked about at the top of the segment. This is the highest total possibly in NBA history. I, I know it's the highest one. I think. Uh, since like 1980 something uh, at least 20 years in the last 20 years it's the highest then um and there's reason to think it's going to be higher when you have that kind of a back and forth game i think not only does that game state help indiana and really you know augment what their best player and tyrese halliburton can do and his impact on the game also means there's going to be a lot of back and forth here and i think we'll have a close finish so three and a half is a really nice number i'm happy to scoop that up and then Lakers Jazz, the market's gone a little against me. I actually played this under 236.5 earlier this morning. It's now 237.5. I just, I think this number is based on the idea that Utah might somehow get the Lakers to run, play a little faster than they normally do. First night of a back-to-back, LeBron not 100%. I think this is going to be a slow game. So give me the under there as well. Pacers, money line or take the spread. And then Lakers Jazz under. 
Noops, I, one more NBA question for me. Just and selfishly, sometimes I like to use these interviews to be like, "Hey, like I, I bet this, or I thought about betting this. Am, am I stupid, or like, am I onto something here? Like, what's going on?" Uh, last year, I spent a lot of money on the Pacific Division, and it did not go great for me because I did not think the Kings were going to win. And if I had thought the Kings were going to win, I would be a billionaire right now because their prices were always awesome every single step of the way. The Pacific is once again, I think just like the most fun division to bet into because all five teams really think that they have like a legit chance to win. Uh, Phoenix is the favorite in the market still. Beal's going to be out for a few weeks. They're like less than two to one to win the division. Then you have this kind of log jam with the Kings, Warriors, and Lakers, like this three to one, four to one range. And then you have the Clippers, and I'll just say, like, I bet the Clippers to win the division this morning. And I plus 750 was the price that I found on them to win the division. I think this division's going to get nuts again. Do you agree? Do you think it's just Phoenix? If you had to pick one of these teams at price to bet, what about the Pacific? And maybe it gets wacky again. Yeah, you're looking at just a two and a half game gap right now between the Kings and the Clippers down there at the bottom. It's hard for me to get excited about a Clippers bet, it, it really in any way, shape, or form. I just, it doesn't look like it's going to work. It's hard for me to see it getting much better. And right now, everyone's healthy. What happens when people start getting hurt? So as much as I don't like Clippers bets, I think that's actually a really nice angle to take on the Clippers because if it does work, it's going to go very well. So try to bet, you know, extremes and stuff like that. You know, so instead of saying maybe a regular season win total over, I like that bet to win the division. But this does seem kind of like it's going to be a fight all the way to the end. I don't know why the Lakers are fourth favorite at plus 475. They've had a really rough start to the season, but they're only half a game back. I guess the expectation is Phoenix is going to get better with Bradley Beal, but I think the Lakers are actually the best value right now. Noobs, what are you most looking forward to eat on Thanksgiving? Gravy. <laughs> well, Just by itself. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you later. Yeah, on everything by itself. It's a lot of gravy. All right. Gravy pie. On Twitter. Great gravy with noops uh, no. at underscore noops mm -hmm. on Twitter F FTN bets and our friends at bet us my friend uh, have a happy Thanksgiving you and your family good luck with the bets we'll talk to you soon. Thanks guys have a great holiday happy Thanksgiving to everybody and be sure to check out more first first touchdown score bets. That, that, there you have it. And uh, also, yeah. like, Noobs will be debuting a new show soon called You Better You Bet. It's going to be really awesome. <laughs> Wagertainment. <laughs> that, that, that he came up with all on his own. Come get Wagertainment. jerk, man. Noobs with Noobs. I don't care. You, you take take the name. I don't care. Like, I don't even get, like, I get, get a DM from my friend Noobs being like, hey, man, great idea. Can mm. I have it? Of course, man. You take it on the house. I can't even get a heads up from Noobs of taking the name. Also, I didn't remember, to be fair. And we love Noobs here mm. on the show. Uh, Ken, you had mentioned uh, that you bet the Pacific Division. You bet the Clippers to win the division. Uh, as much time as you'd like here. Uh, why do you like the Clippers here? Why do you like that price plus 750, you said? Yeah, I just I I think they have a chance to be rated like the best team in the division pretty easily. Um, they they kind of already are in terms of how they're rated in some of these point spread markets. And look, like I I have jokes just like everybody's got jokes. Like I you know oh Harden and this thing's a disaster. We we clip that video the day of the trade. And I think I'm going to be right about all that stuff. Like, I think the Sixers are going to be a much more relevant postseason team than the Clippers are. I think the Sixers actually have a chance to win the title. I don't think the Clippers have a chance to win the title. Like, I still believe all that stuff uh, really firmly. But in terms of a regular season accomplishment in what I think is kind of like a division with a bunch of good, flawed teams, um, you know, one, one thing I'll give James Harden credit for, man, that guy could rack up regular season wins like you wouldn't believe. Like, look at his look at his track record every single place that he's gone on how many regular season games his teams win when he's one of the best players.
high 40s, low 50s. That's your baseline on everything. Their win total in the market right now is like 43, 44, and they're being priced like an afterthought to win the division. I, they play any any of those. So Kings, Warriors, Lakers, uh, Suns. You, you put them on a neutral next week against any of those teams, it's either a small point spread or the Clippers are favored. I just, I you know, like we're, it's very early. It's extremely early. And like Westbrook going to the bench, maybe that helps. He doesn't have to take as many shots. He doesn't score as much. Norman Powell is actually really kind of the sixth man on the team. Like, I think this can click enough that they're just like a relevant, you know, a, a top three, four seed. They win the division. And it's also that I don't like the other teams very much based on what I've seen so far. I think Phoenix is going to win enough games to make the playoffs. I don't think that's in question at all. But like, is this, and I bet Vogel coach of the year before the year too. Like, I don't, I don't think this is going to be like a 55 win juggernaut. I think this is more like kind of a mid forties, like middle of the, like they're going to make the playoffs, probably win a series, maybe two, but like, are they a runaway division winner? Probably not. They don't defend at a particularly high level. All their games go over now. I don't think Beal coming back is going to change that. Lakers, you have to worry about the two stars getting hurt at some point and for how long. Warriors are already worried about Steph Curry getting hurt and how much longer, like this is going to play out, how many more games he's going to miss at some point this year, probably more. And the Kings are very good. Like they're going to get Fox back. They're kind of back to full strength a little bit. But I think you can still have a lot of questions about like in a regular season setting, is there a lot of difference between these teams? And again, we have like 70 games left. And the Clippers might end up being the best rated team of the five. Just seemed like a really long price to take. Like I, you know, maybe Phoenix wins, maybe someone else wins. I think we're kind of just all the lottery balls are bouncing around in there with the five teams. And and I get one of them at plus 750 and they might they might be the best. My speaking of the Golden State Warriors, like they did get off the Schneid last night, one but didn't cover yep. against the Houston Rockets. Like I, I wish that we had known that Shen Goon was going to play. I liked his over points, rebounds, assists. He's a monster, and Van Vliet yeah, over really assists good. also, which I didn't get to give. He'll out be at a the finalist show, for most you know. improves. He'll at least be a finalist. Maxi probably wins. Like Maxi Barnes, Shen Goon feels like your three finalists almost for sure already. I. He's like baby Jokic. Like he's, I'm not saying he's as good as Jokic, but he's really, really, really good. On the other side, prop bets coming up for NFL Week 12 with our good friend, Connor Allen. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.